Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down one movie franchise, one movie at a time. We are currently doing the Blade franchise, as this week we're talking about Blade 2. Nothing after, you know. Those are the good, those are the good sequels when there's nothing Refreshing. after. <laughs> no, it's not Blade 2, Blading-er, or something. I feel like Blade it would have been, like, like been called, like, Aftermath or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I'm your host, Joseph Lussel. I'm along with Rick Marcelli. Wouldn't it have been, like, Blade 2, The Vampires Bite Back or something? <laughs> Blade 2, uh, even bladier. Something like that. And the man that picked this franchise, the uh the Nisa of the group. <laughs> one Keith Swetland. I feel like there's some, some good Jar Jar Binks like Nisa. Nisa, Nisa. <laughs> but um yeah. No, Blade Two. Blade Two, Blade Two, man. It was fun as hell. <laughs> Nisa, Nisa. It slapped. It was everything yeah. I wanted one to be. Yeah. As I will say, this is basically after all watching it all. It's like Blade Two is basically Blade One, the way we wanted it to be. <laughs> um, well, it might be because Blade Two came out March twenty fourth, two thousand two, rated R, runtime of one hour and fifty seven minutes, so just three minutes less than Blade One. Uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro, uh, he did nineteen ninety seven's Mimic. He did Hellboy and Hellboy 2, uh, 2006's Pan's Labyrinth, 2013, one of our favorites, Pacific Rim. Uh, Keith uh, did this to, with this himself as he did the 2017 movie Shape of Water, as Keith also screwed the fish guy. And then 2022's Pinocchio. There's, there's such a stark point where Yamato Taro just starts to get up his own ass. <laughs> yeah, I think after Pacific Rim oh, is yeah. when he starts to like, yeah. I mean, just I will do... do... What I will never watch Lady or the Water Fish movie. Shape of Water. <laughs> it's yeah, I guess people fucking rave about it. They say it's great. Well, yeah, but it's it's a it's one of those movies where they have like scenes of like appreciating old Hollywood shit. So it's like a Hollywood jacking off to itself kind of movie a little bit. I mean, what's wrong with that? Hollywood's I mean, Hollywood's terrible, but also movies <laughs> are awesome. Yep. Uh this movie once again stars Rusty Snipes' Blade, Chris Christopherson as Whistler. We have Ron Perman, Ron Perman in this. We have Lenore Valera, Norman Reedus, uh, Luke Goss, and Thomas Kretschmann. Um, and then my favorite, and I think it's Rick's favorite too, Matt Schultz as uh, basically the same character from Fast and Furious. He's in my face. I'm in your face. I'm in your face. He's basically wearing this uh, Vince from Fast and Furious. <laughs> He's basically wearing the same gear that he would wear in Fast like, and Furious. The walk chain down link the studio mask. a lot wearing his tank top. <laughs> yeah, the chain link mask. Hey, Guillermo, do, do, do you need me to change? <laughs> no, perfect. This, let's just frost your tips a little. You're perfect. <laughs> perfect, I tell you. <laughs> Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Blade 2? I thought it was awesome. Wesley Snipes seems so much more comfortable in the role. Like, Blade was the correct amount of brooding while also being a sarcastic asshole to the vampires the whole time, and it was fun as fuck. Um, the Nyssa character fucking blows. Like, <laughs> she literally serves no purpose, and it makes no goddamn sense. Like, she did nothing to make me believe Blade wouldn't fucking hate her. <laughs> like, I don't... Like, that whole story point fucking was garbage and prevents this from being, like, a borderline perfect movie. I was impressed with the CG in it after the first one, where, like, I mean, it had a little Matrix 3 to it sometimes where you're like, oh, that's complete CG fight scenes going on. But they kind of painted it into the movie well, where they even transitioned back to live action to the point where I'm like, that was surprisingly well done. <laughs> yeah, I thought it, I thought it rocked. I thought it was awesome. Um, no notes. <laughs> yeah, I I also quite enjoyed it. I appreciate the as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is like the that early del toro style like pre 2015 Guillermo del toro style is exactly what blade needs 
like del toro like because he's he's famously good at monsters that's like his his wheelhouse and this movie is like chock full of just good good goopy effects i think i always appreciate about del toro is he like he obviously really cares about like every little piece of furniture and like set so like all the tables looked cool and like the chairs they were using and the walls looked neat so like just like his his vision i thought was pretty cool but uh yeah nissa i i had a note that she had like gal gadot acting style energy <laughs> that's right that's what you sent me yeah yeah she was her character was boring but i just kept on i couldn't get past her just like cardboard cut out acting <laughs> where she was just like reading off a teleprompter it felt like a little bit but um my only thing was i thought the the back the act three got a little dull for me but uh one and two were spectacular <laughs> yeah, that, yeah this movie rocked um i know i texted both of you guys saying like 20 minutes in this movie this movie slaps uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I'm with Keith. Like that third act kind of went dull. Just like, come on, all right. Like that's why to me, like it's to me, it feels like it's just Blade One all over again. But just knowing how to do it better this time. Um, I made the joke in the last show about how I wish they just did like a montage of the setup of how we got to Blade where he's at now, and that's what they literally gave us a montage of how Blade is where he's at at this moment. Um, um, I, I got, I like the, the, you know, I like the blood pack group that they, you know, Hey, you have to work with your enemies that have been training for two years to kill you because there's this virus strain coming around to, <laughs> um, you know, basically this guy is making human, uh, vampires, you know, um, Making unbeatable. vampire vampires. Yeah. Vampires, vampire. His little um, like tube of fetuses or whatever those were was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, "All Lives Matter crew is not going to be happy when uh, Whistler <laughs> shot it up and blew it up." I'm like, yeah. "Ooh, that's not going to go over well." Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There were some dull moments, but you know, and I'm with you guys with the Nisa. Like, it's just like she was just there because because she was just there. In my mind, maybe Miss well. Karen, <laughs> yeah. which was funny because I hated Karen. Yeah. I'm like, man, Karen was like way better than this. Uh, yeah, she had some skills, <laughs> yeah, she knew how to pull the trigger, as uh, Blade would say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was also rude. She didn't even get like a reference. We didn't get like Whistler being like, So, where's Karen? and just be like, right. She couldn't cut it and she had to leave type situation. Yeah. Like, no, she's just she's gone, gone, she gone. Yeah, she cured her vampirism or whatever and just bounced. <laughs> Um, but so, uh, I was, I guess the third act problem, the biggest problem I had with the third act was the Norman Reedus like reveal, like that felt like it fell kind of flat, especially <laughs> like the bomb scene with it was weird because it was like, it's not a dud. Well, if it wasn't a dud, why wouldn't you have blown up the real threat instead of like human Norman Reedus? And boy, he really counted on Norman Reedus like being there at that moment and pulling it out of the back of his head like that. <laughs> yeah, like that fell pretty flat for me. On the what are you talking about, B? My th- the it just like once they like formed their group and like oh I gotta work with these like racist assholes. Like after that, like no, it didn't like escalate again to me. It felt like so I was like, wow, they're, yeah, they're together now. They have to solve this problem, and they then, then they just solve it. I know he just like shoved a bomb in the back of that dude's head, and then yeah. was like, no, you all listen to me now. Although I, I think that's also intentional because the big bad vampire is supposed to be like play like told Ron Perlman to have them play along to get to that point to where like they could get to where they needed to get to didn't tell his daughter though yeah. fuck her I guess <laughs> it was all the idea to just get Blade dead and and again it's more like and that's like almost any action type movie that the villain sends the daughter in to do something and then all of a sudden he's like yeah I don't care, care for my daughter all I want is the you know the hero dead so uh to be fair, it was refreshing, though. He also didn't care for his son at all. He just didn't care about his children at all. Just cared about the future of the vampire race. What a good leader he is. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into this movie. And uh, Rick, give us the plot to... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary and everything in between, please gather around for the reading to the plot of Blade 2. 
It's been two years since the since the uh, killing of one. What was his first name? Who? No, Frost. Oh, Deacon. Deacon. I don't know why I had Desmond in my head. (laughs) Frost was killed by Blade, but lost his mentor, Whistler, in the process. Or did he? Because apparently Whistler didn't put that bullet in his head soon enough, as Whistler has now been turned to a vampire. And Blade is now trying to track him down to tie up that loose end because no vampire can live in Blade's world. They all must die. It must be a giant genocide, and we're all just supposed to be okay with that. Blade finally tracks down Whistler. But there appears to be a bigger threat on the horizon than just vampires, as there's now Reaper vampires. A powerful vampire family confronts Blade and asks for his help. Blade decides to help because he wants to see the inner working of a high, powerful vampire family. But is there more to this than meets the eye? What really started the Reaper strain? Can Blade and Ron Perlman work out their differences? Will Nyssa slob on Blade's knob? Find out all this and more in Blade 2. Blade Harder. Uh yes, there was a there was going to be a scene of her uh a sex scene between her and uh, Blade and Wait, was it really? Uh, yeah, Boy, they were chemistryless. <laughs> yeah, they writ that one out, so <laughs> I forgot that was a cool moment when they were like immediately distrusted working with the vampires and like, nah, fuck, like fuck these people. Like, we'll get in there. <laughs> Which is cool because they like end up being kind of right that like this guy is an asshole and was just like making these making these ghouls. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Blade's not dumb. Blade knows, <laughs> but he's like, this is a chance to see the inner workings yeah. of like a high powered vampire family. I'm not going to pass that up. Mm-hmm. Like, Blade he learns knew that, like all vampires long. have like been changing what they do, so like he gets good information. Um, I it's like that. So stuff I held out from the first movie and the idea. So. You know, uh, the end of the, the first movie when he's in like uh, Germany or Russia, one of the two, um, it was him looking for Whistler. That's the idea of the ending there. Um, and some of the funk, some of the um, versions of this movie of Blade One is that when the, when him and Karen say goodbye, that's the end of the movie. Nothing in uh, Germany or Russia. Um but and then also me and Keith's boy Morbius was going to be the main person in this movie. <laughs> God damn it. However, is that new line cinema and Fox who owns the rights to who? In two thousand two that yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's still th- yeah, that's boy IP I'm IP rules have been fucked for so long. <laughs> yeah, so uh Morbius like, was not in it. That's why they the did the one they, thing they did. Disney has at least helped fix is that like <laughs> it's not the Marvel sold off all their shit to a bunch of different people. Disney's like, no, we own it all now because we own Marvel. And yeah. Sony just keeps dragging out the Spider-Man shit because they're like, no, we're not gonna give it up. I I'm I, I couldn't find anything, but I'm intrigued why they brought back uh Rissler. You know, like <laughs> it's like one of those things of like it's that that comic book trope of oh you killed somebody off but then they're in the next movie or I feel it's like he he's needed to help ground Blade. Blade needs that human grounding, and that's kind of what Whistler serves. And hey, you can get rid, you can totally get away with it because it's a vampire it's, movie, and he vampires. got turned into and he was being turned into a vampire. So you can be like, oh no, he fully turned vampire, and now it's fine because Blade healed him. Well, and no, it served like, the purpose to me of like cementing whistler as a fellow superhero because he's like a hardcore motherfucker that lived in a tube of blood for two years <laughs> however long like that's insane that's so cool Did, so he lost his cancer right <laughs> well, yeah well yeah, yeah vampire, okay. the vampirism killed him <laughs> i love that point though like when you get turned to a vampire that like it doesn't well did he lose his cancer 
Maybe it, right. fill, it he, fixes he, like blood stuff because his leg I, didn't get fixed. I I think he didn't. I think he got his cancer cured. But I love the line of like, "Well, they could have fixed my leg in these two years." <laughs> but they established in the first movie that like vampirism doesn't heal past wounds because Deacon Frost had that scar from like childhood that didn't heal when he had been turned. So like they established in the previous movie that that doesn't like vampirism doesn't heal past things. So maybe it heals blood things like cancer, but it doesn't heal like physical things. Internal things, not out. Not maybe yeah. it's like a gen- maybe it's a gentle cancer, and he still has it, and it's gonna be fine. He'll just, <laughs> just, just gonna, diet, diet just like, like sixty four or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else we have here? Like, it's that this like it begins like I think this is the movie that begins the friendship between uh Perlman and. Uh, Del Toro. Del Toro. Uh, fun fact about one uh, Ron Perman's character: he was a legit, just going to be a little not a literal Nazi. <laughs> and then they, uh, <laughs> um, who would speak only in in uh, German? That would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been some like kind of comic booky shit. Yeah. <laughs> I they like dove right into the vampires being Nazis so with that blood bank in the beginning, like with the uniforms they're wearing and shit. I'm like, yeah. oh, God damn it. They played right to Keith here. <laughs> it's okay to kill vampires. They're Nazis. Yeah. Uh, I appreciated the villains in this movie. I thought the super ooh, vampire good. worked super well. Like he was kind of terrifying and the CG of like their mouths opening actually like worked and looked like super like gross and terrifying. Yeah. But then I also appreciated the big bad ghoul vampire. Like I thought he seemed way more threatening than like the CEO vampires from the previous movie. Mm-hmm. Like he was just a super old vampire who just like I can fuck shit up because I'm a super old vampire. Yeah, that was some like really that was some like big Dungeons and Dragons. He was like a D and D villain. <laughs> he was because he was like, damn, how old is this guy? He's he's like one of the old. He's one of the old vampires. It's got to be a super high level. It's like that. And like for me, for watching this movie, and it's like the big bad vampire that's like, hey, you must protect us from this, you know, guy, this lone reaper type thing. And like when the reaper gets all his, like when he bites the people up in the first, like first scene and stuff, and he gets his like health back, I'm like, they look alike. Are they, are they part of the same family, you know, type thing? Like they look really alike. And then at the end, they're like, you're, you're my son. I'm like, Okay, that like this makes sense now. Like <laughs> the the Reaper virus did not make him the way he looks. It was just like he he's just as the son. I <laughs> I would have appreciated more working on the mystery aspect of it. It felt almost too like early Batman movies where it's like, oh look, they're detecting stuff, but we're not really gonna spend time like actual like detecting. We're just gonna straight up give answers and pretend like we're detectives. So I could have used more actual Batman vampire because that was like a super interesting aspect of the movie to me where like they would have like they could have been playing both sides a little more like when the Reaper vampire like gave Whistler that ring like I would have liked to have seen more communication back and forth about that to get a more like oh shit what's going on here what can we trust Mm-hmm. what do we do type situation i wanted more i, I could have gone for more yeah like kind of similarly i could have used more scenes of like blade reading through old vampire scrolls that are like thousands of years old like trying to like solve what's happening like i want them to like like i want them to throw me a little more breadcrumbs about like what like ancient vampires are like like how long they've been how, how long they've been on earth what the hell are they doing mm-hmm. And then, like, that would have led to Morbius, you know? Like, yeah, goddamn. Of course. <laughs> oh, boy, Morbius. <laughs> would have led to some Morbin time. Yeah. Oh, all the Morbin time. Uh, Rusty, uh, Rusty Snipes admits that this is his favorite Blade movie. Yeah. Nice. Um, like, yeah, he actually got to work with a real director in this one that actually treated it like actual <laughs> substance. I think that that's a- what Del Toro gets so right about monster movies is that he treats it, like, with respect. Yeah, I don't think anybody else in 2002 pulls off the like opening up like the open face quite like Del Toro could have. The one thing I was the one of the things I was disappointed with is that Donnie Yen 
he didn't get a lot. I, when he was just dead, being eaten, I was like, "Oh, he didn't eat like nothing." Like, what the fuck? He's so cool. Yeah, but he was the fight choreographer as well, so that might be a reason why he didn't do much oh, yeah. in the, like movie. Dude, the fights fucking slapped throughout this movie too. I, I like that they did the blade doing roundhouse kicks that just hit air a few times. I, know, I actually yeah. kind of appreciated that they had to have that, but like it actually worked better in this movie yeah. for some reason. It was. Like, it was. It was a wink. I think. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the fight. Like the fight scenes were almost all the fight scenes were slapped in this. Like I like the one where they like they um break into the lair and like there's like the ninjas above and mm, and then yeah. like they sneak in and then like they're fighting. Like sure the CGI was kind of meh at some <laughs> points of this movie. Like the fight scene CGI of them like getting thrown through the air and like you could just totally see the like whole body go like shrink into like a noodle <laughs> and then they land on their you know like but i thought that could that fight scene was sick the fight scenes at the they call it the house of pain yeah the church was sick dude yeah, when, i appreciated the blood pack just full on just like killing vampires to try and kill the reapers they're just like did not care and just like straight up open fire yeah if they killed their uh, their own, they didn't care. But I like the fact it's like, hey, don't use real bullets. And like, what? Continue using real bullets until like they realize like they need this, you know, the sun and um, UV lights and stuff. But, yeah, with the fight scenes in this movie, they did a good job of showing how like clever Blade was. So like they had him like like turn the lights on, whistle, whistler, like the they they. Blade felt like smarter almost in this movie. But he also got his ass handed to him a couple times, which yeah. made it more impressive when he won. Oh, yeah. Like it felt yep. like actual fights where mm-hmm. it wasn't just like Blade's OP and the like, oh, it's a blood god. Oh, Blade doesn't care. Blade's going to win. Mm-hmm. Like he actually was getting his ass handed to him a couple times in this movie. Even like the Perlman fight, like he was getting the ass handed to him a little bit. Granted, he was still like in heel mode in that Perlman fight, but. <laughs> But yeah, I think Blade was smarter in this movie, I think, in the fact of in any superhero movie, you always feel like the that the hero never really has the advantage on the villain if they're working together. They're always there's always that one scene of like, haha. But like in this movie, I feel like Blade mind wise, he knew like he was ahead of everybody in that game, but like sure he got beat up a lot, but you know, there was the 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 one scene with Norman Reedus. He's like, "Dude, I I'm I'm one of their you know slaves," and he's like, "I've known this the whole time. I was using you to get me to where I needed to be at this moment." You know, besides being shot in the leg. By the way, I love Norman Reedus's like really like cheesy ass overacting, and I thought it was great. But I'm re- I was I was kind of pissed when he was like, "Oh, he's just a bad guy. That that's boring." I was like, he would have been a cool third like third uh, member of the Blade Gang. I was like, also like his turning, like didn't really like. What did he really do to like get Blade to get there? Like Blade was going to be there with or without him. It wasn't like Rita's like really affected anything besides letting, I guess, the vampires into the lair the first time. I think that was like the whole main thing. There, it's just he were let they, them in, and then that were they began to, the chain yeah. of events. Were they trying to force that a little bit when Whistle Whistler Whistle? What's his name? Whistler Whistler, Whistler was like, "Hey, you fucked up the car." <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he like did that on purpose, but that's kind of clumsy. I don't know. Yeah, the the Norman Reedus turn is lame. Um, because there's something in this movie in the my uh my lore here that brings up it's uh, the scene in the autopsy scene where they have uh Norman Reedus open the mouth and he's like B do I like B do I really have to do this and he's like you know like sissy. They calls him a sissy. Everyone's <laughs> like, that seems out of place, you know, for him to say that to him. But it's, but it's like, well, it's not because if he knew that he was going to double turn him, he doesn't care for what happens to him. <laughs> yeah, sissy. Uh, in that autopsy scene, though, thirty members of the cast and crew were temporarily blinded by the misuse of the UV lighting. Oh, that is. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. What else we have? Um, 
there's some time like there's scenes Rusty Snipes was not uh available for each day for uh filming so they had stand-ins do a lot of stuff so like the scene of him <laughs> in the helicopter uh that's the stand-in uh, um but yeah it's just you know he's a busy man uh Michael Jackson that's right Michael Jackson thriller himself was going to have a cameo in this movie as a vampire too, huh? pimp um <laughs> however uh <Yikes>. due to scheduling <laughs> conflicts and the part was uh so he was uh, ultimately cut from the entire scene nice. that's probably for the best <laughs> Calm down there. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, and he is a neo-Nazi. Uh, yeah, uh, David S. Goyer, uh, he rip, wrote both the movies. Uh, original idea was to use Mor- Morbius as the primary villain, but Marvel decided they wanted to retain the rights to make an entire separate franchise out of Morbius, a Morbius film. Um, I actually read that Jared Leto was studying his role from 2002 at, at that time. So like, <laughs> Damn it! So that's why, like, it took it, it took him 19 years to perfect that 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 voice. <laughs> I think so. I agree. Um, this movie <laughs> got the rated R rating because the green blood they used for the Reapers. Oh, I love it. It looks like motor oil. I loved the the Reaper blood. It was so gross. The Reapers in general were just such a great like villain. Like they were so like, threatening. I like the fact that he's like because the main one he can he, you know he's indestructible and stuff. And they're like, I like the part of the reason like they throw in the the ones you know if he bites you you become one, but you're not fully invincible because you still need blood. While he really doesn't need blood. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool little, <laughs> you know, input of like yeah the. the the smaller ones that he's bitten are not indestructible because they still need blood while the main reaper is like, nah, I'm good. And I like I the did. reapers in that it provided this enemy that they were able to just treat like video game bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was it's awesome. Blade needs that. So like throwing light grenades and just exploding all these reapers. It was Dude, the for... light grenades were so fucking cool. Yeah, I like God. the color. Yeah. Damn it, gadgets in these movies have been awesome. Yeah, the light the light grenade is tight. Oh, by the way, I in doing my research for Blade Two, I watched a, Blade Two. A, no, they uh, oh. on YouTube they have the entirety of the PlayStation Two Blade Two video game. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so I was watching the. It looks like a really boring game. I was I watched like fifteen minutes probably of it, and it's just like uh, like hit square to punch, and you just like walk around like it, it's all really bad reviews. Like, <laughs> all really bad reviews I've heard about the Blade Two movie. <laughs> Uh, in commentary, Guillermo del Toro says he paid homage to Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen. Uh, when the Reaper explodes, it's similar to how Mister Manhattan explodes, and the heroes uh, were bombarded. Oh, and like uh, I Am Legend, when they were uh, bombarded by the zombies in the sewers. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, I it's that fun. Like I like I, I like the bombs too, the the light grenades, and I like the. I like the the big bomb they made, but it's just funny. It's just like, yeah, Blade, it's not going to work. And it's like, he's going to make it work one way or another. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to be fine after it, you know? Also, like, that scene in general doesn't make sense because Perlman was told that Blade's supposed to, like, come in alive. But, like, he was totally setting him up to die. So I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. Just there were some gaps when they got to that whole, like, oh, we wanted to get you here the whole time. <laughs> type situation yeah the Roger Ebert addresses that problem a little bit in his review <laughs> it's like a, a lot of the plot is just to like service like providing a cool set piece for an action scene it's kind of felt like which isn't always a bad thing it wasn't in this it kind of it, it worked for me most of the time there's just a couple of moments in that back chunk where it felt clunky and slow mm-hmm. but the action was always good yeah uh, I like some of the small stuff. Like I really like. I just like the way when they're all walking the house of pain, and then you see Whistler with the thermoscope, and you see how they're all blue, but you know you see the heat coming off. Yeah, blade. I'm like that was a kind of mm-hmm. cool little uh, shot there. Touch. Oh, that little throwaway line where Norman Reedus was like, "Their body temperature is fifty degrees because they have all this yeah. cool technology to recognize when vampires are showing up." Yeah, when they break into the lair, like which yeah. ones? You know, 
who is it or what is it? And it's like, yeah, uh, mine, it's 50 degrees. All right, a couple of vampires. <laughs> Kill them. <laughs> Murder but them. vampires that have to wear like night vision goggles. They weren't night vision goggles. They were they were like light goggles. So like oh. it was if it got sun, sunny yeah. was to cut out the sun coming in. And it just it made them look sick as fuck. <laughs> like badass leather outfits or the sneaky, like the tactical sneaking outfits. I also liked the scene when they were underground and they were like, the fuck whistler's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I can't see in the dark. <laughs> he, whistler was so he was so cool in this movie. <laughs> he was so God. He like kind of made the movie for me. Like yeah. I Snipes has been spectacular in both movies, but like it's been people around Blade that seem mm-hmm. to like really cement these movies as being fun. I got to say, I really I I really like the idea of the movie of the the Blade taking the one guy into the house of pain. Like, hey, he like the hostage and he's just like. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill you if you don't if you tell me where to go and then hurt you know gets him all the way in the place and then like we see him at the very end of the movie like thinking he's gonna have a, a nice day and blades like shows up like I said I'm not done with you <laughs> we even got some uh nudity in that scene we saw some porn pictures in the background <laughs> oh speaking like, of horny shit I like the razor the razor kiss in this where they put the razors in their mouth and make oh is that them. what they were putting in their mouth yeah, yeah it was to, for the blood so they were like oh, chewing Jesus, on razors that's fucking <laughs> it's, it's hardcore God, it, that, like that that house of pain stuff was that scene was kind of intense it's like them doing like yeah. spinal surgery and like arm like just oh, oh, dude that stuff around. was fucked up that was crazy dude, that i think they were there that they did, had to do like 10 times the blood techno from one in that scene <laughs> Uh, Keith, did this remind you of like Matrix Reloaded when they're walking into like the no oh, yeah. Matrix Revolutions when yeah. they're like the like all of the leather from twenty to from nineteen ninety eight yeah. to two thousand four five, all of the leather is being used for any movie. <laughs> it made Good me look. realize that like <laughs> I could never pull off leather, but <laughs> hot people in leather make leather look hot. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, there was a whole lot of. I'm, there's a whole lot of Matrix in this movie. I think now it can actually it can wear its influence a little more on its sleeve because Matrix came out three years ago. So like the scenes of like Blade jumping off of tall things and doing like cool hero landings, like dude, him hitting that landing, jumping out of the building was dope. Yeah, I like the one with the sword where he lands the sword and uh, what's his name, and when he does the front flip off the tall thing and like slams the sword and yeah, the bad guy. Uh, okay, Matrix Reloaded comes out in 03, so this came out after yeah. Reloaded and Revolutions come mm-hmm. out after this one, but still, yeah. it's like all the, all of the leather is being used. Mm, um, leather daddies. Yeah, it's a very kinky movie. <laughs> which, you know, once, like that scene, like what you were saying, Keith, of like him doing the front flip out and doing the stabbing, it's like, I'm surprised there's not more of that in the Blade movies because there wasn't, like there's this is like the only one scene that he does, like the superhero landing. Mm-hmm. But like he does that in the first one. That's when he's taking on Deacon. Like he does the superhero landing. Yeah. But it's like it's that funny thing, like watching these movies and seeing how that's not that important to them. It's just like one scene. While any superhero mo- nowadays, you have two to three superhero landings depending <laughs> on who's the person hitting the landing. It was when they made when he made that landing. I'm like, hey, so this is where Marvel got it from. <laughs> yeah. Blade started the superhero landings. Um, where is it? Uh, the idea of the Reapers having stingers coming out of the mouth was inspired by a by Polish folk tales where the vampires had stingers or Ew. finger coming out of their mouth that would use to suck blood rather than use their teeth like a Balkan. Uh, Janus, that is the greatest influence on the modern vampire mythology. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I don't know, Keith, you watched it, but there's uh, in 2014, uh, Guillermo del Toro did a vampire show called The Strain. So the Strain, yeah, it's a TV show. I never saw that. Um, but like if you go back and look at it, the vampires uh, served as inspiration to that show. No. Oh, um, oh, it was actually the opposite. Uh, Dotoro originally uh, 
but we, uh, the vampires in the show had a like a virus and stuff too. So it's like mm-hmm. a lot of coincidence, but they also look the same too. Of um, like how the they look, thing. Yeah, like that, mm-hmm. and how they look with like the bald and like oily yeah. and veiny oh, yeah. look. It's a good look for vampires. I think that's yeah. That I, f- I feel like there's other things in vampire and pop culture vampire stuff where they look kind of shiny and goopy like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you preferred the sparkling uh, <laughs> glitter. That's, don't worry, that series is coming up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> How about no, you Dutch bastard? Um, what do we have here? By the way, appreciate that. Uh, Mass Effect uses Blood Pack. Also, it's a good name. <laughs> they also use Reapers, so I wonder if they yep. used. <laughs> it, it kind of blew my mind that they really didn't um, uh, use the UV lighting more than they should have. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It was too powerful. Um, well, it's like the scene when like they have they know they need to use the UV lighting, but they're still shooting them. <laughs> um in my Blade movie, I'm gonna have a scene where they're in like a like a because Blade seems to have cool technology where they're in a jet that travels fast enough where they can just stay in a time zone where it's light all the time and they fly around the earth and make their plans. Anyways. You uh, uh, I'll be st- I'll, I'll I'll be starting a GoFundMe for my Blade 4. Blade four, <laughs> well, it need to be like Blade five. Blade four is well, no, I'm, mine. Mine's gonna come out long before. Okay, the new one, the new one. <laughs> the new <laughs> one. That one ain't coming out. Uh, oh, you're you're uh, betting on that one that the new Blade yeah. won't come out. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, there's like... been apparently a lot of issues with the movie. <laughs> yeah, and I swear to God, if a... we don't get goddamn. Wesley Snipes in some sort of cameo role. I'm going to be real, real grouchy. Yeah. And I'm... They better have liquid blood. <laughs> the blood looks spectacular in 1 and 2. Uh, the... Yeah, that was... I... I It's the fun stuff of seeing the old, like, old ways of blood. I'm like, yeah, this is what we need. And, <laughs> you know, especially when they get, like, stabbed in the neck or something, like... The autopsy scene is cool because it gives Ooh, away like so what the, what the scene will be of yeah. like this is how you kill it because the heart is you know blocked by a rib cage. <laughs> you have to go in sideways. <laughs> um, the uh, body armor that Rissler is wearing is a large amount of the film is actually the blades uh, armor from the original movie sick um it looked too big on him because give him the further meaning behind the line of the first movie where blade says the uv flashlight is still heavy uh and Rissler replies but you're so big um because it is the same outfit from the first movie <laughs> um love the blade uniform by the way it's a good superhero look with this like cool trench coat and vest thing body armor yeah yeah um i don't know i like one of the things that like I'm with we talked about earlier about like the third the third uh part of the movie and it's just like the daughter Nisa like dad you you had a son that I did not know about <laughs> and then let's escape together and then uh you know wait I'm gonna betray you and then have him kill you and then he lets you know just finish me off type stuff I'm like Ugh. Family dramas in a vampire movie. Yeah. We well, get and it. Like, like all the set pieces were cool, like on their own, but like as a whole, I just like kind of lost interest for that last whatever thirty minutes or so. I thought the final fight was dope, though. Yes, I also appreciate the awkward scene of like the son coming like up close to the father and being like, <laughs> "But why are you trembling so?" and just fucking yeets his throat out of his neck. <laughs> That was fucking dope yeah. to me. Is that in Blade One when who, who is isn't there a scene where a throat gets ripped out and it gets thrown at somebody? That's some that's MacGruber. One. You're thinking of MacGruber. Oh. A lot <laughs> of throat rips moment. in that movie. Yeah. A lot. There's more throat rips. I have this worry. Is is Blade 3 PG 13? No, it's radar. Okay. 
I was I had this like thought in my head. I was like, oh no. And you get Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Beale and Triple H. <laughs> Triple H is in it. Nice. Yeah, yep. he has a little like poodle dog or something. Jessica Beale is in this end. Isn't she also Underworld? That's cool. She's in both franchises. Is she in Underworld? No, she's or not. Is that, who's the Who's the lead? You think Kate Beckinsale? Oh, Beckin. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Jessica Beale is from such great movies as Stealth, sir. Yes. Yeah, Stealth. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cinematic works of art is what I've heard that's called. A quiet masterpiece. <laughs> it's quiet, all right, because it's stealth. Joe, uh, <laughs> so you, you get the $5 Starbucks gift card for this yeah. episode. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, What do you guys think of the bad guy basically killing himself because he gets stabbed so far? He's like, oh, the pain's gone. And then he's like, all right, I'm just going to opt myself because he probably could have pulled like- that blade out. I thought that line was dope. I thought it was like it kind of showed that like the virus, like how evil his father was that he put yeah. this virus in him that apparently was just causing him like immense pain the whole time. Yeah, he looks miserable at that opening when he's at the blood bank. <laughs> With the makeup, dude, in this movie, like the, they made everybody look just miserable. <laughs> I loved it. It was good stuff. It was yeah. Yeah, this I mean it just it? shows what happens when you have someone like a Guillermo del Toro in charge of how like you can treat movies like a blade with respect like that and have it still be awesome. Yeah. Uh you guys want to take a guess what the body count was for this movie? Oh god, fucking high. I mean they killed Never. a ton of people in that club. Yeah, and the and the the sewers, like those were once people. <laughs> uh so it's gotta be like was- Triple digits at least. Okay. Um it was six well, nine. <laughs> There's nothing ironic about that guess. That's honestly nothing, what I think. <laughs> uh, wrong. Uh actually you, you were close, Keith. It was a hundred and ten. Oh, I wasn't that close. No, <laughs> you close. didn't go over. You didn't go That's over. That's true. That's true. I, I won. Um again, you know, the fact that in this movie that uh Leather and then sunglasses were also a main factor in the get up and gear of everybody. Um, yep. I did, I did like the blood pack group that we got, like you know, different variety of people. You had the Donnie uh Chanez, like the samurai hold guy, and then you had the big buff guy with the like giant ass hammer that becomes one. I mean, like, I like the idea in that movie, uh, like, it's like the good thing of these action comedy and I action comic book movies of when someone gets bit but they always gotta hide it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But I feel like he turned really quick. You know, like mm-hmm. there's some stuff like it some goes a while in this in wilds and movies and the other one's like it's quick. Like he legit turns quick uh and then takes out Donnie Yen in like seconds. I'm like not Donnie. I appreciated how he went down, though. I appreciated that the his like female partner just fucking went straight like, well, I'm going to die, but I'm going to take us both down and open this fucking grate and we're going to burn <laughs> yeah. in beautiful sunlight. <coughs> also, oh, I was going to say, we're forgetting to shout out a uh, Roman's awesome haircut. Like his just this, the single strip of hair looping for, like tying his mustache together around the back of his head. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Has Ron Perlman ever not looked old? I don't, I don't know. I need to find more Ron. I need to find some Ron Perlman movies. He seems like God, he's he's so good. Yeah, he's good. He's a good character actor. He's the same. Like you can you can watch him in a uh... little movie called Hellboy. A little movie called Hellboy. Yeah. Um, Pacific Rim. Oh, that's right. He's in that. Boy, the that's one of my like the first. I'll just watch like the, the first twenty minutes of Pacific Rim sometimes. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> like, like that movie is so good. But then you'll watch the whole movie of Pacific Rim too, right? Over and, over and over and over and over. So I still so still good. hate the fact that I saw that movie in theaters. Damn! Wait, nah, see I... stuff. You were yeah, there. Yeah, me you saw it. Me and you saw oh, it. Yeah. I was there movie, too. That movie had no effect on me. <laughs> no effect. I'm trying to see what uh, like 
Hellboy, Hellboy. He's in Halo Three. Nice. He's probably yeah. He's probably one of the grunts. No, he's um. Or was he actually a character? Lord Lord Hood. Yeah, he's that guy, the guy who runs like the flight command stuff. Oh, sick. <laughs> he's an enemy of the gate. Nice. Uh, I'm just trying to see like any. Is that the Ralph Fine sniper movie? <laughs> Um, I think Enemy of the Gate is not that. It is. Oh. <laughs> it might be. It might be actually. You mean Ralph? Yeah, I I, I said Ralph. All Ralph. Okay, good. Yeah, Ralph. Yeah, Ralphie uh, finds. Yeah. No, it's a Jude Law movie. The Jude oh, Law Jude movie. Law. That's right. It's not Ralph. That's like the time frame when all the movies were almost all the same. <laughs> uh, fun fact about Ron Perlman is that he was actually in Mortal Kombat's Defender of the Realm TV shows. Hmm. He was Curtis Stryker and Scorpion. <laughs> so, uh, Stry- Wait, they had Stryker in there? That's so funny. He's yeah. such a lame character. Whoa, why where where's the striker hate coming from? <laughs> I just don't like his 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 uh his like back forward projectile move sucks. <laughs> Damn. Fucking vicious. <laughs> He uses a billy club. Um, some stuff you guys didn't like about the movie. I mean, really, it's just Nissa. <laughs> Nissa, Nissa. Like, yeah, she was like, flavorless. And just that whole storyline. Like, I don't need like Blade to be in like the love aspect and everything. Just felt so empty to the rest of the movie. Like, I don't know why we were why that was in there. Yeah, it didn't even like register. Like I, that was the, the, that didn't even like impact how I took in the story or like their relationship had no like weight for me. I was like, well, I don't really care that they're having these like moments looking at each other. It's like whatever. And like I thought they were gonna make something more of her drinking Blade's blood. Like that was gonna be like some sort of turning point for like mm-hmm. you need to drink Blade's blood, and that gives you some sort of something to the sun. <laughs> no, she's drank his blood, got a little bit better, and was. That was it. And then signed up to kill herself to her brother for some reason. Who had better uh, on-screen chemistry, Nisa or Karen? Karen. Yeah, Karen. I liked Karen because she had that like fish out of water kind of thing that was fun to watch because she was like, oh, what the hell's going on? This is crazy. All the stuff. Oh, my God. (laughs) I agree. um, It has to be Karen. Oh wait! Um, I, since I, I I stopped paying as close attention at the end, so I forget. Did 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 Whistler make it in this? He did. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been lame if they killed him off again. <laughs> again, yeah, just two, all that like two years worth of effort, or however many years. Then, just have yeah. him come. It's like, how are you back again? Uh, this time <laughs> I was saved by my uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan <laughs> Reynolds. Yeah, basically that, and then just the Rita's turn bothered me like yeah. it just felt like such a weird empty plot point in the end especially then to just like kill him instantly with that bomb thing like just felt really like poorly written and kind of stupid well yeah. and i wonder i feel like it was i feel like they changed their minds on that one because it had no impact and like i think they really really missed an opportunity to have norman Reedus jump on the blade franchise as like a third sidekick i mean but you gotta remember though this isn't norman Reedus yet like yeah it's not like he is what he is now. It's not like well, no. he gave up a big time actor or something. But oh no, but his like his character was rad to me. Like, oh, I, I agree. Like he was great. In the, he was fucking like, spectacular in this film. Yeah, he, he he said the he said the line. He said the thing. He said, "I got a bad feeling about this." <laughs> like, that sold it for me. I was like, Ooh, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind him as a character. Uh, it's just at the end of the plot twist of hey, I'm. I'm on their side. He's in he's in mimic too. I, nice. I think he's he's got his Boondock Saints thing going yeah. on right now. I think Boondock Saints came out ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, this is when he starts hitting it here. But then Yeah, he's certainly not Daryl at this point. Not Daryl, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh budget for this movie was Ooh, I want to guess. I actually don't know. Okay. I'm going to go 
68. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to say it's big for some reason. I'm going to say it's like 95. Uh, 54 million. Damn it. We both lost. That's like, that felt feels kind of low for what yeah, this movie like was, actually. A million more than the first one. I was going to say it's about the same as the first one. That's yeah. pretty impressive to yeah. what they pulled off in this movie on that that mm-hmm. budget. Um, uh, the gross domestically, this got eighty two million. Internationally, seventy two million. So Ooh, worldwide, nice. hundred and fifty five million dollars. Good job, Blade. That's still less than the first one. Um, what did the first one get? Worldwide, one hundred thirty one million. So it oh, got so twenty million more. It did better. There. Did better. Yep. So let's go to the box office here for March 22nd to the 24th of 2002. Oof, let's see if we... this is going to, I'm feeling this one's going to be terrible. Oh, this is post 9 11. So, like, that's really yeah. important to Keith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming in at number 10 in its fourth week with 2.7 million, 40 days and 40 nights. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, the vampire movie. And <laughs> we're. Yeah. The other creature movie. Uh number nine in its fourteenth week with four million, a beautiful mind. Oh yeah. Oh the famous uh good old a good old meme comes from that one. <laughs> with Julia Roberts looking at the numbers. Uh number nine in its first week with four point one million. Sorority boys. I don't I know that I- one. I feel like I've seen that. It's God. the guy from Seventh Heaven. Uh, guy, one of the actors. Hopefully, from not the dad. Small. No, the brother. <laughs> uh, it's uh Barry Watson, Harlan Williams, and Michael Rosenbaum. They're three frat boys that get kicked out of their frat house. So what do they do? They dress up like women to join the sorority. God, I'm yeah. so glad that fucking cross dressing movies can go away, like that <laughs> and Joanna Man. Ugh. <laughs> oh. The Wayans uh, one was pretty good. Huh? <laughs> white Chicks? Yeah, White Chicks was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, number seven in its third week with 5.3 million, The Time Machine. The Guy Fox. Guy, uh, guy Pierce. Yeah, yeah, Pierce, yeah. Guy Fox. Guy yeah, Fox. The, yeah, the mask guy. <laughs> uh, number six in its fourth week with 5.7 million, We We Were Soldiers. Ooh, that that movie rocks. Uh, coming in at number five in its uh, second week with six point seven million. Uh, Resident Evil. Hell yeah! Damn. Uh, number four in number four in its second week with eight million. Showtime. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy right? and uh, <laughs> De Niro. Uh, number three in its first week with fourteen million. The twentieth anniversary of E.T. Oh, wow. still re-release of E.T. Yep. <laughs> Number two in its second week with 30 million, Ice Age. Wait, that was when, oh, wow, Ice Age won, huh? Damn. Yep. Old so scrap. that means number one in its first week with 32 million, Blade 2. I have not seen a lot of those movies. Same. And you know why. 9 11? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wait, why? <laughs> it's because oh. Joe was playing stuff like video games. He said this last week, Keith. That's why he hadn't seen I, any I'm of not, the I'm movies. Not, I'm not a big animated movie guy, too. Oh. So. You're not into watching Mel Gibson like tragically in Vietnam or whatever. Well, that's we were soldiers. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. You know. I believe I, you know that. You know. Ice Age, I think, is the only like good one of the Ice Age film franchise. And there was well, like nine of them now, so they're running yeah. that fucking train to the wall into the wall. Uh ratings, IMDb gave this a 6.7 out of 10. Uh Rotten Tomato gave this an all critics gave it a 57. Top critics 50 and audience though is 68. That's what I'm confused about with this movie. Like why is Blade 1 so like widely regarded as a good movie and this one isn't, but like it is played one is all over. Better again. movie, like I don't get what like what people were looking for in this movie to think this was worse than the first one. This this reminds me like of the Evil Dead movies of Evil Dead One and Evil Dead Two. They're the exact same movie, just with a twist to the second one to be more funnier and stuff. 
Like to me, this is like almost the exact same way of what evil, what blade one was of, all right, you have to go, you know, find these villains, uh, and fight them. Basically that's the same premise, you know, um, well, any comic book movie, but for me, it's like whatever, like the quality of the, I think this movie probably is technically like all the way better, but like blade one establishes Wesley Snipes and like plants that yeah. cool image in your brain of what blade looks like. Yeah. So it's got more like cultural impact than blade two. Because like I was saying, because like we get the same scenes here of like, you know why I'm saying it's like blade one all over again. It's like the scene of them draining his blood. Like he, we get the same scene again of him like putting him in, in the table and sticking him to the, you Dude, know, that scene was gruesome. Watching the spikes go through. Yeah, was fucking... they, were, they were so big. Oh, they were so, big. so. I was like, oh, that. Oh. <laughs> uh, what did the uh, Ebert man give it? He loved it. <laughs> he was stoked about this movie. Three and a half, three and a half stars out of four. Yeah, there's. He he mostly just compliments it. Blade Two is a really rather brilliant vomitorium of viscera, a comic book with dreams of becoming a textbook for mad surgeons. There are shots here of the insides of vampires that make your average autopsy look like a slow afternoon at Supercuts. The movie has been directed by Guillermo del Toro, whose work is dominated by two obsessions: war between implacable ancient enemies and sickening things that bite you and aren't even designed to let go. He's got the monsters. That's what's gonna stick out to me. Like, I don't know with this series, that's not a terribly like rewatchable series to me now that I'm thinking about it. But the thing that I'm gonna that's gonna stick with me is like Del, Del Toro's visual take on Blade. Mm-hmm. Before we uh, glaze them, we're gonna rank them as we're, what we're ranking here: our best weapons, gadget, death, uh, villain, MVP, and overall movie. So let's start with best weapon or gadget. I mean, it's the light grenades, right? Like, it's not even yeah, close. they're cool. They're, they were good. Um, Would you put it above or uh, just behind uh, fr- the Frisbees? Well, I think they were a great addition to the movie. I still think most of the gadgets were from the first one, so yeah. I still have to mm-hmm. go with the first one with the better gadgets. Light but the light grenades okay. fucking slapped and were dope. I like okay. that that cool like blue light they used. It, it had had a good effect. Yeah. Also, like the one other gadget they invented, like the punching thing to like do the blood blow up stuff, <laughs> didn't work. So like it kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they didn't like know how to use it very well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best best death. Uh, for the first one we did vampire in the sun. Whoa. Um, Might as well be a vampire. That's on. As this time we do the same <laughs> shot with the Nisa, but it wasn't as gruesome as the first one. God, I think the death was better. Fuck, I don't know. It's hard. The, I would say I like when the, the dude offed himself, the Reaper offed himself, was the best death in this one. Stabbed himself. I think because... overall, though, the death scenes in the first one were better. I, I well, agree. It was more like uh, it was more like blood porny. In the yeah. first one, that's what it is. Because like we got the like epic opening where like Blade off a bunch of vampires, but after mm-hmm. that there wasn't that many like kills. No, no, I changed my vote instantly. The best kill in this movie was Blade slicing Ron Perlman in half. Oh, vertically. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, the I'll best that. that's the best kill slash right. death in this Perlman movie. Perlman gets slit split. But the first movie I still think has the better kills. I agree. Uh, better villain right now. Uh, we have it's Deacon Ooh. Frost or the Reaper. Um, I one... say the Reaper and the Ghoulie Vampire are better villains than Deacon Frost. Yeah, it's gonna break CEOs. It, it, it breaks my heart to admit it, but he's scarier than Deacon. Deacon was a ghost of the nineties. <laughs> Deacon is just such a, like a bad guy in any movie. Like he's yeah. not particularly a vampire bad guy. Yeah. He's just a nineties bad guy that yeah. happens to be a vampire. <laughs> like right, he uh, literally just committed like corporate take, like corporate takeover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's your MVP? We have for, from blade one, we have vampire for life. The ground for life guy. MVP in this one. It would have been uh, 
Would have been Daryl if he hadn't switched. <laughs> Norman Reedus? Yeah. Would have been. And like um, Perlman doesn't do quite enough for me yeah. to give it to him. Like I loved the banter between him and Snipes for the movie. Yeah. Like especially that scene in the club where he's like, it could be so easy. <laughs> but like Snipe, but fucking Blade has it back on him at yep. the same time. Yeah. It might, it might be is, just Blade for me. I, I think it is just because I mean, Snipes was just what so about, good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Whistler, he was good. Chris Christopherson, but I don't think he carries the movie. I think mm-hmm. he's extremely important to the movie, but the I think Blade. he's extremely important for how he sets up Blade. Okay, Blade. It and is. I mean, just like there was the like we had the punchy one-liners in this one, and like the faces were back, but they were back in a way that which made sense for Blade. Like Blade was just perfect in this movie. Okay, so then. Let's do uh best movie. Yeah. Most rewatchable. I don't know what that means. <laughs> get, get, get under the blanket with a nice hot cup of chocolate blood. Ew. Can't believe you. <laughs> Maybe pull up a little fruit to the side, you know, a little blood orange. Yeah. <laughs> um this one's hard. Do you, want, do you put this before or after blood? I mean, it's a it's I think it's a better movie. I'm trying to yeah, I, I was thinking like it's a better movie, but am I really gonna grab Blade Two? No, if, if I ever rewatch say, it, Rick, in the last movie, you would n- probably never rewatch Blade One. And for a time, for I mean, a time, not, for I, yeah, I'll be honest, for, I don't know if I'm ever gonna rewatch Blade again. Yeah, either. So I mean, I'm more likely to I'm more likely to throw Blade on than this one. I mean, of the two, I'm still probably more likely to watch the first one, even though Blade Two is the superior movie. It almost. Okay, it's a weird comparison, but it's almost that Star Wars realm where like Empire is empirically the better movie, but I'm still more likely to throw on a new hope if I'm going to like pick one from the original trilogy. A new hope is excellent. Yeah. (laughs) So like Empire is empirically a better movie than a new hope. So Blade one, Blade two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But Blade Two is a better movie. Okay. Um. So let's uh glaze them. Glaze no star. in a blood orgy. For the listeners that didn't see it, but on uh, on camera, I'm over here. I got the spinning neon bracelets, and I was dancing. I'm and cutting myself. You didn't, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't, uh, you know, blind yourself with the, how ravey you were going over there. Yeah, I'm flying on Molly, ripping balls right now. So let's let's glaze them for Blade Two, <laughs> Keith. What do you give it? Oof. Okay, I gave. I don't even need to ask the question this time. I know the answer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the answer, Keith? What'd you give Blade? Four stars. A B. You did. You did, in fact, give Blade yeah. four stars. And for this one, oh, I wish I could go between quarters. <laughs> I'm going to go 375. The ending kind of bummed me out. I come in at a four. I thought this was a superior movie mm-hmm. to the last one. I think I gave it three and a half last time. Yes, you did. Can he know? I'll, he I'll do. Uh, I'll do a three <laughs> and a three point seven five, which will officially bring Blade Two in at a three point eight, making it point one better than Blade. Damn, nice. <laughs> um, we'll do a pre glaze here for a Blade Two. Uh, I gave it a three, so I went up. Mm-hmm. Rick, you went four and a half. I got high on my Guillermo del Toro, but I still feel <laughs> like this was a blast of a movie. And Keith, you went up a full point as you gave it a 2.75. Oh, wow. Leading into uh your pre-glaze. <laughs> so our next movie here in the franchise, and the last one for the time being until the next Blade comes out, is Blade Trinity. What's your pre-glaze for Blade Trinity? Uh, it's a 
it's a movie I like, but I know is bad. <laughs> I'm going to give it two stars because I, I remember this movie is not good, but that I really like it. So two stars. I think I'm going to be in the star club with you there. I'm a little worried about I'm going to have to like hit myself on the head really hard so I can be like, be shocked at how charming and cool Ryan Reynolds is. <laughs> like you got to remember this is early. Ryan. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm saying. I have to like forget <laughs> and not realize you're just watching Ryan Reynolds play Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So you're going two, Keith. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would do three. I enjoyed the movie too. I, if you recall when I talked about in blade one, how, Blade Trinity was actually like the first Blade movie I watched. It's the most insane serial killer way to watch these movies. <laughs> yeah, three, three, one. As of right now, it's three, one, two that I've uh, in my head I've watched it. So uh, it makes no sense at all. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I remember really liking it when we first watched it. What year did it come out? Two thousand four. Oh wow, that was, that's a quick turnaround. <laughs> uh, all Blade movies have come out two years apart. Mm-hmm. And then um, never oh, three again. after the first one, three, two, yeah. Uh, so yeah, coming up, Blade Trinity. Um, you can go to nosoentertainment.com, that's right, nosoentertainment.com. We can find all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find us all on the social medias on the uh, no so ENT or no so entertainment on the Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever. You listen to your podcast. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Watch me kill vampires because I'm charming. Drink my gin. Use my mobile thing and watch my soccer team and watch me kill vampires.